the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story is we dropped another awesome Rockfin video about... It's just so hilarious. These guys used to be called psychological operations guys, and now they call them information operations as if they're not playing psychological games with us. And what they are admitting doing to us and that they admit to being willing to sacrifice the election to influence uh, the American mind, the things that they're willing to do. And they say it like they're the sweetest guys in the world, that they're they're your dad or your big brother. I was pretty impressed. And uh, and since it goes to all this hashtag election crisis 2020, which I believe I coined before even the COVID thing, probably yeah. based on that research that you had brought previously so i think it's all going to fold together and then i did see ads people have been sending them like crazy of the stacy abrams documentary i couldn't even click on it but i know you've been watching it do tell i bit the bullet and i tried to watch it i got through i would say about half of it because i wanted to claw my eyes out (laughs) i'm screaming (laughs) at the tv this is really? all lies. Lies, really? lies. What was it about? What's the documentary the is about voter suppression, folds in, vote by mail, goes through the history of voter suppression, writing an alternative history, not to say that there weren't things in there that it related to that were true, but this is a very slanted view of history that they're targeting towards children and a lot of visual imagery of just choosing the worst images you can find from the most obscure racist groups from 200 years ago and pairing them with Stacey Abrams voiceover, which you don't, these groups, nobody's ever heard of half of them where these images come from, acting as though these were the prominent people who dominated the country back at the time when a lot of it's not true. Go ahead. Just, it's, the FBI has infiltrated some of these groups. I mean, I think the KKK was heavily infiltrated by whatever government agency, I don't know if it was technically the FBI or what, like since the 30s. And OKC, Oklahoma City, the militia movements, all that stuff. Not that that's a race-based thing, although it is associated with your image of white nationalism. Also, stuff that's totally infiltrated by the powers that be. And as you see Antifa or whatever it is rising up to garner what I want to talk about a little bit later, Bill Barr and Donald Trump's collusion on making, labeling some cities anarchist zones and ineligible for federal money. Boy, do I have a lot to say about that stuff. But you can see that they, in their own words, enhance dysfunctional subcultures in order to get people to want more government because government is viewed as a safety net. So she could very easily be advocating for a stronger government, more centralized government based on images of exactly that kind of messiah. Yeah. And the way they use the images too, you can tell that's what really tipped me off to start trying to investigate some of them, but it was a little bit difficult because the way they framed the images in the screen, you couldn't quite see all of it. So you couldn't read everything it said, which made it harder to find on the internet. But the images would flash very, very quickly and they would not be on screen for a while. They would zoom zoom in to something that just looks really bad and then quickly it would switch. So it's like when they 
air a clip of someone saying something horrible, but then you can tell the clip cuts off before they finish the last word. So it's like, I know there's a little more context there that they're quickly trying to push by. And that's what they were doing a lot in her documentary. I wonder if there was any way you could source it all. Like, I wonder if Netflix, Wiki, Stacey Abrams documentary has like a bunch of footnotes where you can find the source of everything. That would be, I never even thought of that question, but it would be pretty interesting to be able to check the sources on all that. Yeah, it would be. Overall, and then I'm going to tell you a couple of instances which triggered me and will likely trigger you as well. Overall, this is from Indivisible to the Transition Integrity Project to this Abrams documentary. It's This is just another part of this coordinated campaign of lies intended to cause civil unrest and mass chaos after the election. This fuels in, this documentary fuels into everything that's going on right now, to the vote by mail, to the causing racial division, and to the really creating this myth of Stacey Abrams as this heroic figure that's going to, I think, emerge as a leader of the resistance on the ground after the election. Can you explain to me again what this Transition Integrity Project is? Are you saying this folds in with that? Yes, I'm tra- just confused because that's Bill Crystal and Podesta, right? Yeah, the Transition Integrity Project, the whole idea of it, they war game scenarios of what they're going to do after Trump wins and he tries to take office after cheating. And they war gamed how they're going to basically oh. stop him, take to the streets. And that's what so, Abrams is doing, too. I, you know, it's so hard for me to see, to see this stuff the way they want you to see it once, you, once the scales are off your eyes. So Bill Crystal is pretending to not like Trump. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I know he's always done that, but he's definitely, Trump is definitely everything Bill Crystal ever wanted. That document, <laughs> the indivisible emails, the Women's March emails, the Black Lives Matter emails, calling to organize, calling to go to the streets outside of the law and prevent Trump from staying in office if he wins, which if he cheats and wins is the way that they put it, is basically the same type of theme we're seeing in the Stacey Abrams documentary. They all are saying the same thing. It's a very coordinated campaign. Specifically in the documentary, Abrams has a story, which is her mythological story about how she first realized that she was not being allowed into a place. And she says, I remember the only thing I remember about going to the governor's mansion when I won valedictorian because all the valedictorians were a lot were invited to have a dinner at the governor's mansion. The only thing I remember is not being let into the most powerful house in Georgia. And she tells that story, which is a lie, in my opinion, is a completely fabricated lie. Well. The witnesses on the other side say that they're that is Im- I- impossible for them to believe that it was true. The head of security for Zell Miller, who was the governor at the time, yeah. and her campaign responded by saying, well, maybe it, it, whether it's true or not is not the point. The story is that she, her and her family got off a bus and went to go enter to the governor's mansion because she was one of the valedictorians in the state of Georgia who were invited to go to the governor's mansion. And that when she got there, that there was a mean looking guard who did not allow her to get in because her family was black and because they got off of a bus. She doesn't say it's because they were black. She says because they got off the public bus because my guess is half of the valedictorians were black. She says she black in the documentary. And I'll oh. tell you the rest of it after this What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- 
653-8838. I also want to add that Neighbors now has their fall veggie plants in, as well as their cool weather seeds and their 2021 organic seeds, and they'll be getting the new seed packs up on the website soon, so be sure and check that out. Well, what she said also, Abrams, her name was the first name on the list. Like that guy who refuted her story actually showed the roster from that day. Yeah. She says that they refused to look at the list in the documentary. She says this because they were a black family getting off of a bus and they weren't the type of people that were supposed to be here. So to accept this extraordinary premise is to say that never in the history of Georgia has there been a student who was black and who rode a bus who has been invited into into the Georgia governor's meeting? That is so absurd. But if you, I mean, given the demographic of Georgia, surely there were many black valedictorians. And on top of that, weren't her parents both graduate students? That makes her family above not just black families, but white families as far as education level, which is a good proxy for status, respectability in that kind of, you're talking about uh, elite circles. Yes. And I think this is what I speculate, speculate that happened based on the history that I have learned about Stacey Abrams and the fact that her father, starting from a young age, would send her into places intentionally trying to cause conflict as training for her future activism. We talk about the time she went to go get the the check for winning a writing contest in the fifth grade and she wouldn't tell them, wouldn't have an ID and had no adult with her, which is clearly someone trying to say, well, we just need to know who you are so we can give you your money. But you send the kid in. maybe or maybe not. But the whole story did sound complete. Like as soon as I heard the story, I thought I would not. My kids are teenagers and I don't think that they'd be okay. I think the same thing happened here. I would want them to do it, but I want them to be independent. But I'm telling you, they just like freak out. You just don't. They're not used to that. Kids don't do that. But whatever. I believe that it's far more likely that they, they've had a plan. This is going to be an activist statement. They knew they could use this. They've been planning narrative stories from a young age she could use in her political career. This is very clear when wow. you look into her history. And I think this well, is a planned story. I think they went up there and that they did not show ID. I think they might have even refused to say who they are. I think at the fact that they got to the gate and weren't just let in without giving an ID, possibly even a name, caused them to start saying stuff. That's what I think. And her dad actually is in the film, too. And he says that he basically threatened the guy with physical violence if he didn't let him in. That's what he implies. I, you might be on something. I mean, we have absolutely I, – I don't know about you, but I, I don't think we have evidence as to their motives or if they set this up. However – when you look at some of this older stuff, even Obama, I could not help but get the feeling that some people, what I call uh, many people like this, created persons. I think James Comey is a created person. I think there are a lot of created persons out there. And I think they do have these stories, have these legacies ready to go, or they they sheep dip them so that the stories don't contradict with that stuff. But these, her parents were so savvy because they were so active in the civil rights movement, even before Stacy was born that I can see them seeing which way the wind was blowing or in any case, different people having different approaches to how to position their children for it's like the Kennedys, supposedly the Kennedy, the grandfather, whatever the bootlegger, the father knew which way the wind was blowing as far as 
Democrats and socialism and stuff. And so he made the kids pursue that path because he saw that that was the way to get power in the future in this country. Absolutely. I mean, it could have been, I mean, it seems like if anyone were capable of that kind of foresight, it's these highly educated people whose daughters are extremely successful. And from when they were kids, they were doing this type of stuff. They admit this. You, Stacey's book admits it. You look back at newspapers. They've been sending their kids out to do these co- conflict training for their own benefit from a, a young age. And what they did with this story, which is, in my opinion, completely bogus and really just ridiculous when you really think about it and separate yourself from the emotion that she tries to inject into it. They took it and they animated it like it was a freaking graphic novel. Wow. And they made the they made the guard at the Georgia governor's mansion a mean, racist-looking white guy with a square face. Looked like he was ready to just. Do we know that he was white? No, I have no idea if he was. But now that image Actually, is in my head. He is. He is part of the scene. Like he did say, or whatever the head of security said, that guy never would have done it. But when you do that, you've talked about this before, when you actually create images around something, that's why deep fakes are so dangerous. That's why one time I was going to do, when we were doing videos, I was just going to put in the background uh, Syria and act like I was in the war-torn Syria just to give more validity, you know, just to give that kind of palpability to my story. And this is... People think they saw it. Right. When you do that, they think they remember it. And this is targeting kids. This is targeting younger people who are into graphic novels. And to give that image of a villain and Stacey Abrams and her family as heroes that imprints that image in their minds and makes this completely, in my opinion, fabricated story real. And it gets even worse because she moves on a little bit later to talk about something that she only talked about before because of us. Ah, is ah, the burning wow, of the flag. Of, yeah. Okay, when she was in... Sir college at Spelman, she started a radical group that was open to using violence in their methods. If you go back and read all the stuff about this group that she claims to have founded, that the AJC says she founded, they are open to using violence. She says that well, they burned a flag at the state of Georgia because of the Confederate symbol that was on that flag. They did a protest. Now, at that time, there was already a bipartisan effort to remove the Confederate flag from the Georgia flag. right? And it was it was groundbreaking. It was groundbreaking. You go back and read the newspapers at that time. It was groundbreaking. They were actually making progress to do it. Then Stacey Abrams and all of these people with her burned the Georgia flag on the steps of the Capitol. And that caused some far right wing people to come out, which caused Stacey Abrams group to do more. And the governor begged her group to stop. You're sabotaging the effort. Stop. They would not stop. The flag effort failed until so 10 years later it ended up getting changed. But what Stacey, she rewrites history here. She says that she went there and she burned the flag on the steps of the Capitol because she first tried to get a meeting with the governor and she couldn't get a meeting with the governor and attention needed to be called to the fact that a Confederate symbol was on the flag. So she had to do what she had to do. So she had to burn that flag on the steps of the Capitol simply to call attention to an issue that nobody was paying attention to. A 100% provable lie. Yes, that's what she said. Wow. Because don't forget also that I can you, we can speculate what we want when she's a kid, but in she went to a high school, a really elite high school, I believe, for people of color that yeah. was designed to give them a life plan, activist training type influence. So there is, in my mind now, the absolute evidence is in that anything she did after high school was done with an eye towards 
propaganda, activism. Very interesting. Looking for something positive to distract you from all the craziness in 2020? At wisdomprints.com, you can own photography work of landscapes and architecture that remind us of the beautiful worlds we really live in. Wisdomprints.com is the creation and work of a fellow liberty-minded person, Scott Moore, who's been an avid listener to the Propaganda Report and the Monica Perez Show for years. Wisdomprints.com is newly created and showcases photography from the desert southwest to urban scenes and architecture from around the world. Visit Wisdomprints.com, that's W-I-Z-U-M Prince.com, and use the promotion code PROPAGANDA at checkout to get 15% off the sale of your print order. Overall, for the first half that I've watched of it, it's intended to target younger people. It's intended to be divisive, and it's intended to definitely re- rewrite her history along with overall history and to push that she had the election stolen from her in Georgia and to kind of swing it over to why we need vote by mail and to set her up even more to be that person who takes the lead after Trump wins the election, who takes the lead as the face of the resistance. It's my opinion that she absolutely, and I know this is yours too, did not want to win in Georgia. That was not the point. I think she probably wanted it to be a little closer. And Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if your story, which made such a splash, that flag flag burning story made such a splash. It even made Erickson kind of back off her a little bit that that widened the gap so that her loss is unarguably legit. I wonder, because I, one of my arguments that they were burying that story about the flag because I sat on that for three weeks. Nobody had mentioned a word of it. I did searches. You couldn't find anything about that. I found it on an obscure website. Do what? You only sat on it because we didn't have a show. Yeah, we didn't have a show for a couple weeks. So I sat on it. And then the day we reported it, the next day, there's people's, there's stories in the New York Times because they were trying to do damage control. No doubt in my mind that you were the only one who had that. No doubt in my mind. And my argument was to people who would reject that was, if this, if Stacey, if the way they spun it, which was that Stacy went in there and she was just trying to call attention to it, and she actually led to the flag getting changed, which happened ten years later. If that were true, if she were that much of a civil rights hero, that would have been the central narrative of her campaign instead of this nonsense BS thing about her going up to the governor's mansion. She would have been telling that story everywhere. That's how you know that it was trying to be buried. I wonder if it would have been in this documentary at all had we not exposed oh, it. Oh no. Oh, I, I, there's, I, I don't I know for sure, but there's no doubt in my mind that the only reason that story ever came out and has ever talked about everything you just said is true. You found it and it does not, it did not play out well. And then they had to spin it and now they have spun it, but they wouldn't have done it that way if there was any way they thought it was not going to backfire by spinning it this way to start out with. It's infuriating how she lies. And lies and lies. It's infuriating. And it does stink that they did not give you credit for it, by the way. The yeah. New York Times wrote an article about it and said it emerged in social media. That is really... I know. It just showed up on social is, media. Yeah, that if you searched for it in a Twitter feed, which I know how to do, the very first mention of it would have been a tweet from you or me or whatever. Dang. Oh, well. Anyway, we have actually told all that before. However, now it's in the documentary. When was that documentary made, do you think? Like, how long does it take to put something like that together? We should ask Pete Q because he wrote Monopoly on Violence, or they produced that, 
And it took a long time, if I recall correctly. Well, with the right budget, you can do that stuff pretty quickly. Pretty quickly, yeah. yeah. Especially if it's animated and who knows. Yeah. I'm sure they've been working on this probably for, it's been in the works for probably a year or so, at least, maybe longer. But they yeah, can update but it just and stuff. Funny because, like, in, Dean tweeted at us in February, the post office put a patent through that was designed for mail-in voting, which wasn't even a yeah. suggestion at that time. COVID wasn't a suggestion, right? So why would they do it before it looked like, before they were even talking about a 14-day lockdown for COVID? Mail-in timing. voting made yeah. no sense. It's, and the timing of everything, the timing of this documentary, the timing of RGB's death all fits to fuel conflict. All of it. I don't know. I haven't seen RGB in a while. I don't know who's seen her in a while or where she's been noticed in a while. Uh, you know, I, I can't, I don't have any evidence to speculate about this, but she's been in and out of the hospital and for her to die at the time that she dies almost as an October surprise seems a bit strange to me. So do you think she died a long time ago or is she still alive? It wouldn't like surprise me if she died a long time ago. If you look at, I just saw a picture of her at Brett Kavanaugh's swearing in from 2018. She did not look like she had two years left. Do you know when the last live photo we've seen of her? I don't. She's all Ghislaine. It's just weird because every other time that she was seemingly coming close to death, it was a major news story. She's in the hospital. She's battling this. This time, it just kind of sudden. I wasn't tuned into it, but with like Elaine Maxwell and the and Jahar Sarnayev, I was tuned into it. So I was like, oh, no picture, no picture, no picture, no picture. This person is not available, <laughs> you know, and it might have been true for her, too. But I have a little I have. Um, I, I don't look into her too much. I don't really care. The only thing I really find interesting about her is that she was supposedly friendly with Scalia. Yeah. And Scalia, who I. I'm inclined to respect Catholic, his son's a priest, my mother loves him, not in that order, that I would respect him because my mother loves him. And she was just, my mother really scratched her head when he wound up dead on the first Friday of Lent at a hunting lodge after a feast. I mean, nobody feasts on Friday, the first Friday of Lent. I mean, it's kind of makes you want to throw up to think that you're going to like a hunting lodge i guess if it's a rare opportunity you are allowed to kind of dispense yourself i guess i don't know but it's just a weird thing so my mother really didn't know what to make of it i think she thought they were lying to make him look like not a good catholic and maybe he wasn't a good catholic or maybe he was assassinated like i really don't know but his relationship with ginsburg makes me wonder if it is all just bs like the time i saw who was it? Spike Lee and John McCain right after Obama was elected. It was like yeah. an NBA all-star game or something like yucking it up. Like the idea that those people are not on the same teams. Like it's just silly. This, it was yeah. Like WWE teams. Yeah. They pretend to fight, but then yeah, they're buddies. So I'm just saying. So, so I don't, so Ginsburg, I don't know what the story is really with the, with the Supreme court and how they work. I know it's like the last gasp. Uh, validation or motivation behind the two-party system. People often say that they, they when you say like there are often people will just say, oh, the Supreme Court, and you'll ask them, so what? And they'll say abortion or gun rights or whatever. And now I think there's a couple of more things they added to that, which include uh, health care and 
Well, I think they're folding in policing. I do want to talk about that bar thing. They're talking about, I, I think elections are going to, there's going to be some cases about federal elections and civil liberties generally. I would expect that anybody who thumps the constitution would defend them, but the conservatives don't end up defending them. But let me tell you after this quick break about the person who was on the front page of the journal today, I doubt she gets confirmed, but who seems to be the front runner to take Ginsburg's spot. Are you ready to try CBD products and see why so many people swear by everything from CBD oil to body lotion to muscle rub? TrueHempscience.com is at the ready with the highest quality products they developed over decades in the business and a lifelong pursuit of nutrition, health, and spiritual well-being. They are eager to introduce you to the CBD experience and so confident in their products, they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee and a special offer for Propaganda Report listeners. To learn more about their company, their passion, and their products, go to truehempscience.com slash propreport. And a big shout out to Patron St. Amy, who, it's funny, we have gotten really an avalanche of these shout outs, which people don't know from each other. They just message me what the shout out is. So I don't know what's happening right now. But Amy says, I want to give a shout out to Monica and Brad for keeping me informed on all of the important topics. I'd like to shout out Justin for introducing me to the Propaganda Report and Chris for being my better half. So I like Amy's priorities. Shout out to Chris just for not <laughs> minding that he comes after two shout outs <laughs> around us. Thank you very much, Amy. Thank you to all our patron saints. If you want to become a patron saint, get yourself a shout out to disappearing patron parties and tons of extra content, including early releases. Go to patreon.com slash propaganda report. Yes. Thank you for the and shout would, out. It's very cool. Yeah. Isn't that sweet? Uh, so I want to... Just tell you a, a smidgen about the person who seems to be on the top of the list for Ginsburg. So Trump says he's going to pick a woman, and I personally find that totally offensive. Just like Biden's going to pick a woman for vice president. Yeah, it's totally offensive to me, and it's counterproductive. Because if, if people have to settle with someone who isn't the top choice who isn't absolutely perfect for the job because they need to have a non-penis person, then they're going to be resentful that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just it's such a silly thing to require or not require. Yeah. Like, oh, no penis is allowed, please. It's like, but, you know, I can still adjudicate. You know, sorry. We're just prejudiced against that. I just think it makes it, makes it feel like like, yeah, you know, I like you have to get, they have to lower their standards for you. He should pick Stacey Abrams because there's no way she'd ever get confirmed. That way, I pick Stacey. there's no way to know whether she has a penis or not. Or she might re- be forced to reject it if she's going to continue her plan to be president or world president. <laughs> right, like said it. But I will say someone sent me the Joan Rivers, a little YouTube video on her and the allegations her daughter makes about the potential malpractice that happened during when she was killed. Remember I said, or died? That was a Freudian slip. Yeah. So she, I said, they did something crazy they weren't authorized to do and had a high likelihood of killing her and she didn't have an oxygen tube down her throat, which is unusual for something like that. Yeah. So that's what they did to Joan Rivers. So I was like, hey man, I, I think they were killing her anyway and this 
says to me, they might have killed her. Ends up they did that procedure to her three times. They, three times, like as if they kept trying to freaking do this crazy thing. Anyway, you'd have to read the documents by the daughter, but but the daughter's comment is the level of malpractice here is is almost incomprehensible. But then at the end of the YouTube video that I was sent was Joan Rivers saying Obama's gay and Michelle is a yeah. transgender person. Yeah. And she really looks serious. Now, I don't think Michelle's transgender, and I don't think Stacy is, and that was a cheap shot and a dumb joke, and I take it back, if that's okay. But I do think that oh, Joan Rivers... Oh, so that's why we went in, you went into the Joan Rivers thing, I realize now. Because of Stacey yes. Abrams, yeah. Yes, I didn't mean to. That's not funny to me, and I said it anyway, so forget it. But, uh, so on the record, I don't actually think that. So, but let me tell you about this woman, Amy Coney Barrett. She's a young, she's 48. She's a young judge, fairly new judge. And she's pretty good looking. And her husband's pretty good looking. So she's got some uh, photo op kind of appeal. But they'll never, I can't imagine that they will confirm her for, because of the abortion issue. And I'll tell you. A few reasons why she is just not, they're not going to do it. She has seven children, two of whom she adopted from Haiti. She's very Catholic. She's been involved in like Catholic organizations that, well, I knew this was coming. Is this the one that worked said. in Notre Dame? Yes, and I think she went to Notre Dame. She's a professor. And she, her youngest child, I knew this because they're like special needs, whatever. So that kid has Down syndrome. And it's the only special need that you, you nowadays, you can decide whether to have an abortion or not. Every, like autism, you don't, can't diagnose in vitro. So you can't possibly, it's no indication of your opinion on abortion to have an autistic child. But it is an indication that you're anti-abortion. Because the, the abortion rate for Down's children is almost, is, yeah. you know, approaches 100% when it's diagnosed. And she was obviously older. I couldn't get the exact dates, but it's her last child. So that already means she's against abortion. And she's super Catholic, apparently. Although Notre Dame, to me, is like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's hard to come out of there super Catholic, I think. But she said something that I think is true. I think she's right about this, but it's, and it absolutely would demolish Roe versus Wade However, she, she, uh, that's why they're going to take her out, even though she's right, whether you're pro-abortion or anti-abortion. She says that even if a case has been adjudicated, you should, as a Supreme Court justice, not accept what you consider to be an erroneous precedence. If you think the last case was wrong, so like the case where they say, you could sterilize someone for being having low IQ. Like there's a case. I think it's Oliver Wendell Holmes. So she said, if it's a bad case, you can overturn it. Now Roe versus Wade, regardless of what you think about abortion, is absolutely ridiculous on a constitutional grounds. There's no right to privacy. If there were a right to privacy, then growing pot in your own yard and smoking it would be constitutionally protected. Like you just don't have that right to privacy. It's not there. It's not written anywhere. Roe versus Wade is not not a good decision. 
So by her recognizing, whereas Brett Kavanaugh said, I consider Roe versus Wade settled law, that indicates that you would that you would accept the precedent. Well, what is that settled so, law? What would hmm? that be? What is that settled law that uh, because of the Roe versus Wade decision that says that abortion is protected by the Constitution, yeah. he's saying he would not revisit that. He accepts that as settled law. And she's saying if a judgment is wrong, it's not settled law. Okay. And that would, so she would be open to overturning Roe versus Wade. And she's also an originalist, which I think is essential. Like Scalia, she clerked for Scalia. An originalist says she wants the original meaning of the Constitution, which has to be how it is, because if it is a social contract, which I object to even the concept, it's a fraud to have a social contract, I think. But to have the social contract, it has to be the contract that has a meeting of the minds of the people who signed up to it, right? So it's And it's not me anyway. That's why a social contract is ridiculous, because you're born into it. But whatever you were born into had to exist. So... You know, if you if you make it change, then it never existed and there's never a contract and you have to keep re-upping and nobody's asked me if I am re-upped. Anyway, that's a little starting to get uh, a little nuanced. So let's let's move on to the patron 15. You guys can find your drive time news blast every week to afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform or the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We will talk to you in the patron 15 or tomorrow. Have a fantastic rest of your day.